Okay, great. That's better. Fine, we'll do it live. We're doing it live. We're Let's doing do it live. Let's do it. Hello, hello, hello. Wow. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, uh, the mic's on. What? The mics are on. Oh, hello. Howdy do. Wow. I'm hearing what myself was, in the one ear. What was that? Okay. Check, Technical check, check. Technical difficulties. There, there I am. Goes. Hey. What's up? Hi there. Oh, there. Hey, Nick. What? I'm Charlie. Oh, <laughs> that's your name? Jesus. <laughs> here we go. That uh, It's been a while, but I... Yeah, we're getting ourselves mm. back together here, guys. We have uh, had a little hiatus on the recording, and we are back, and we are on Laser Discourse. Thank you for listening in. I'm Charlie. That is Nick. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Oh, there we go. Sounding good. Yeah, now the headphones are working. Mm-hmm. I was getting a little... You know what helps if, if you plug them in all the way. Yeah, you want to get them plugged in? Generally... Is what you want to do. Uh, all my uh, my audio engineering advice comes down to: Is it plugged in? Is it turned on? Did you turn it off and back on? Yeah, ninety five percent of your problems are solved. We had yeah, we had that with the TV too. We had to literally unplug the TV and plug it back in today because it was it was giving us some trouble. And so. yet the how old is twenty five year old twenty six year old laser disc functions perfectly perfectly functioning laser disc player at least 30 years old the baby uh purrs like a kitten mm-hmm. and uh yeah we and it does purr it, it makes an audible noise it, it, it is a nice warm hum one coming of the, out of that one of player. the nice things about laser discs is you know they're working because they make a noise <laughs> they let you know they like a it's like another person in the room <laughs> it's guy. like a Roomba that doesn't move anywhere me <laughs> and Charlie and our pug Herman here and yeah. Lily the epic puppy and the Laserdisc player and Pioneer, our, yeah. our good friend. Uh, right, our good friend uh, LP, Pioneer. LD Pioneer. Um, it's a crowded room, yeah, when you get the, the, that many party. personalities. So basically every time you watch a Laserdisc, it's like a party because oh, there's yeah. somebody else there interacting with you. Everybody's invited, man. Every, you know what? Come on in. So, yeah, we're back. We're here to party. We're here to discourse, mm-hmm. and uh, we're here to talk about Laserdiscs. And we, uh, we got kind of a new one uh, today. We're doing TV on Laserdisc. And this is something, so you think, oh, I'm going to binge watch, you know, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so how about this? Every episode, <laughs> you physically have to get up and flip over a Laserdisc. Yes, you do. Every single episode. That will get your steps in. And it will (laughs) also help you with finding more snacks. Exactly. Because when you're sitting for like four hours straight, your butt gets numb. You get like a dry mouth. I don't know. Maybe I'm just stoned when I watch these laser Yeah, you seem to have a very particular way of binging television. I just realized where that was going. I just had this image of a binge watcher. I don't really do a lot of binge watching, so I I just go off of the stereotypes. (laughs) That's all we can work with here. No, really, I don't. I mean, I really, I can't sit down for that long, as we've discussed several times, which is why I like laser discs, because it have to, you have to stop and get up and all that stuff. Yeah, stretch your legs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when you, when you are binging things now, the Netflix actually has to stop and say, are you still watching i just want to make sure you're still in just, the, is are you dead are you still breathing yeah are we still interacting here or uh-huh. have you fallen asleep long ago Netflix so it actually is like will that pause friend you. who's not a great friend who's like oh do i leave are you did you fall asleep bro you're good right you're good uh I'm, just okay. hey man give me a heads up all right i'm gonna i'm just gonna you're good all right if you need anything you can just give me a call i'll keep binging stuff give me a text i'm just gonna keep streaming for you bro but uh, <laughs> just want to make sure you're good yeah no laser disc is uh one episode one side of the disc well, and a laser disc is like a good friend because they'll interact with you you yeah. know like, hey what did you think of that <laughs> you know oh look well we're gonna start it um, mm. 
Yeah, it uh, it gives you the uh, intro titles. It lets you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it actually. So we are watching, and and it has things like in this disc. Yep. In in, in the this. So we watched X Files, the pilot, the pilot episode, and then the first episode after the pilot. Yes, Deep Throat. Yes. Yeah. And we'll get into why that's called that. But uh, so what? <laughs> but the first thing is a conversation. Yeah. With the creator and writer Chris Carter, a private conversation. A private <laughs> they make sure to let you know this so is it's a like one-on-one. The laser private talk is like your friend. Hey, I got to have this private talk with the guy hey. who made this. You are not going to believe what he intended to do. Gonna, <laughs> I, I know this because I had a private conversation like, that I'm sharing with you yeah. as a friend right now and it's actually very streaming, nice streaming isn't gonna do that no. streaming is gonna cut out uh all the beginning parts all right? of the intro yeah it wants you to skip the intro song and when you're streaming things yeah like that is the antithesis of what we're doing here That's with the x-files definitely not what no, we're, we're doing we're so giving you more this is like binge watching plus it is. This is more well of like a, a, a communal. It's, it's almost uh, like if they had thing. directors cut like extra bonus stuff in the binge watch, right? You know? But I mean, that's literally what we're watching here. So yeah, yeah we are we are watching the X Files. It's the first two episodes that ever aired. The uh, <laughs> Herman is up and moving. Uh, it is uh, the pilot episode and the uh, Deep Throat episode. Both came out in 1993, mm. September 93. That's which right. We're so it's in, like the 26th anniversary now. We are 26 years removed from uh, this origin of the X Files, and uh, yeah, Chris Carter is there to tell us uh, how we got the idea, how he uh, was inspired by Kolchek, the Night Stalker, which is this great 70s series, which is very much in the vein of the X-Files. I have, knew you would know what that is. Yeah, it, so it was a it, it starred Darren McGavin, who is best known as the dad on A Christmas Story. Oh, you know? that's okay. Yeah. Papa says! <laughs> and uh, he played this guy, Kolchak, who was a private investigator who uh, would investigate things like vampires and monsters. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was the Night Stalker. I think he was the Night Stalker. Yeah. He must have been. The, he was stuck in the night, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So Chris Carter was inspired as a kid watching that show in the seventies. He made the X Files to kind of have that monster of the week and overall, you know, UFO conspiracy. He wanted to theory. scare the pants off of people. He wanted to he scare said. the pants off of people, which mm-hmm. I don't think that's a phrase that's aged well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not. I don't care mm-hmm. for it. But that's uh, that's another story. No. Um, so uh, yeah, he he Where talks about. Where did that come from? Why do we scare the pants off of like you're so scared that you have to take off your pants? Or the I thought the pants just flew off like combust but combusted or how, or uh, why? You tell me, brother. Why? That's not why the it's a shirt? stupid. It's a stupid saying because like, it doesn't I get make knocked, any sense. Knock your socks off. Okay, I get that because your socks will fly off if you get hit. Your hard feet enough. straighten out, and you're like, "What?" And yeah. just, but your pants—is that like an extension of "knock your socks off" is scare your pants off? Maybe you, you think it's gonna knock your socks off. Hey, this will scare your pants off. This thing's gonna unbuckle your belt. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> it's loosen gonna gently, <laughs> roll <laughs> your over your hips. <laughs> It's a sensual scare. It's not gonna bunch up at the ankle like you think. They're coming all the way off, brother. <laughs> <laughs> These pants are so scared. I think this would be a case for the X Files. <laughs> yeah, right. To bring it back, uh, in this <laughs> private conversation that we viewed before the the yeah, pilot, we get to see. Uh, so Scully, I had long feared this as a Giants fan, is indeed named after Dodgers broadcaster, the legendary Vin Scully. Yeah, that seems like a detail that's cool, but doesn't need to be there no i don't want to know but dana scully yeah named after vin scully Mm -hmm. and uh did they say what Mulder was named after i don't Uh, remember it was like fox Mulder was like his his nephew and his like 
aunt or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's all he puts in all these Family personal names. connections. And, There's no yeah. other thing. These are Easter eggs just for his wife and kids. Basically, that, no, for real is what it yeah. is. Yeah, he's like, yeah, my wife's birthday is the time on the clock. <laughs> so I wanted to ask Love you though, honey. Charlie. Yeah, where were these actors before this? Where was Gillian Anderson? Where was David Duchovny? Because they both have had you know nice careers after this they've had nice careers but after this where but where were they before this is this, this was, their uh, both their breakouts well Jillian Anderson was 25 years old when she got cast in the show really? so i you know maybe she had done stuff uh on stage or or, or something like this but, but she has no real i don't know her to have anything before big credits before this before the x-files um I mean, no. I, she's. It looks like she maybe was in one episode of one series, one episode of another thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, really hadn't done much. But again, okay. twenty five, maybe even probably when she's cast, twenty three, twenty four. I mean, yeah, yeah, fresh out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duchovny had uh, been on Twin Peaks briefly uh, as an FBI agent. Really, uh, Denise, the cross dressing. FBI. How agent. many episodes uh, was Denise featured in? Uh, a handful in the oh, so in the it was second a recurring season. Character. Yeah, yeah. Denise oh, okay. came back. Denise helped out Agent Cooper on on some stuff. Uh, yeah, Denise was cool. But uh, yeah, De- it, Chris Carter talks about this in the thing where it's, it's like Duchovny just was Fox Mulder. I mean, I think he just oh, walked in and get-go. got the part. You know, uh, even in the pilot, I I already knew who this person was. Yeah. just within you know the first twenty minutes, and and. You know, having seen, been familiar with the series throughout its run, he's still Fox Mulder by the end, as I remember. Yeah, that's the same guy that was in the pilot. Yeah, the uh, I was remarkably so, consistent. I was so surprised. Yeah, because it's been a while since I I grew up loving the X Files. I watched every episode. Oh yeah, it was on and that, uh, and that, after in that the first Simpsons. run. Yes, yes, that's, it was the late show. Well, it started like on Friday nights, like, right? Yeah, like in the first three seasons, right. first two seasons maybe, and then yeah, once it picked up and got popular, yeah, they put it on Sundays mm-hmm. uh, after the Simpsons, and it would have been like King of the Hill and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I totally love that first run. Haven't really been into the reboots, revisits no, that they've done in the last ten out. years. They're, they're, the movies were so disappointing to me that I didn't want to check out the reboot. Yeah, it's they're they're kind of entertaining, but it's just not quite the same. Of There's course. something you know the the X Files is great because it has so many elements all at once. You can have kind of a goofy monster, but it's scary and dark, and there's a noir element, and there's. Um, you know, like w- just that first uh, scene where Mulder and Scully meet. So Scully is hired. She's a medical, uh, got a medical background. She's mm-hmm. she's hired to kind of keep tabs on Mulder because he's opened these X Files, mm-hmm. which the government does not want. There, uh, if you're X-Files unfamiliar with the X Files, unexplained cases that uh, just sit in a, a and, file cabinet and have been ignored. And and yeah, you don't want to investigate mm-hmm. these things. But Mulder does because he has this past. Where he believes his sister was abducted, and he's he's got a personal stake in it. Mm-hmm. Scully's and the he's skeptic, abducted by aliens, extraterrestrials. Yeah, we're talking UFOs here. Yeah, we're not talking you know abducted yeah, yeah, by yeah. serial killer as this is, is the common ex you know FBI show now. This is a science fiction program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking aliens, conspiracies, uh, monsters, unexplainable phenomena. Mm-hmm. And it's great because he's the conspiracy theorist, but with you know a lot of like, well, I could really. A very good conspiracy theorist, like you believe him. Yeah, he makes sense. He's got an and, analyst background. And Scully is the you know hard fast scientist in the relationship here. You know she's yeah. the one to shoot him down, and she ends up getting convinced just in this first pilot that you know there are things that may be unexplainable, and she, by the end she is convinced that there are going to be things that she can't explain, and that kind of sets the tone for the whole 
series. The whole series. It's so it's such a great pilot episode because usually pilot episodes for shows are not good. Like the characters aren't really fleshed and, out. They don't really have a yeah. direction of the tone. This show gets the tone immediately. Yeah, and immediately. There's so much production value yeah. in this pilot, which is not usual either. That I've not seen a pilot of such quality, just with the shots and the effects, and maybe it was just really good directing, and they didn't have much of a budget, but mm. it was just so well done. And the writing, the writing, really great. good. Yeah. I, I will. I'm going to tease this now, but I'll have the quote from this that well, I want to take away. I want to get into it because yeah, the the uh, first opening scene that that Scully and Mulder are talking and kind of introducing themselves and establishing their characters are so perfectly done. Mulder has got that perfect, Mm -hmm. I have many theories about what happened. And it's an obvious, this is an introduction. I'm telling you who these people are. So it's even more pressure to do it in a natural feeling way. And I think they really, that Chris Carter really nailed that because it's like, as an audience, you know, you know, the reason for this part of the the show mm-hmm. it's explaining things and yeah. so you're you're already looking for like that's not believable oh that's what you're <laughs> oh that's going to be the premise really but right. no this is so well done it feels so natural like they need to do this mm-hmm. and they do a good job of telling you what they're about but not giving away everything yeah you know but like, de- but defining the tone and defining the characters so well yeah if you want to the Mulder has is got this reputation for his kind of long-winded speeches and conspiracy theory speeches that he gives and he gives a great one in that first mm-hmm. in that first scene yeah. uh, where they're talking and he says I, I you wrote it down so do you want oh, well, to I, I you spill s- it later I'll I'll give it now okay okay right. and then I'm going to come back to it okay he says well Scully he's talking to Scully he says when convention and science offer us no answers might we not finally turn to the fantastic as a possibility so good. Oh, and then she responds equally in a strong Dana Scully uh, tone of saying, "What I find fantastic is that you would even have the notion of finding something outside the realm of science." Right. Like, it's such a great back and forth. It is fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Just speaking so, of like, fantastic, I forgot how great that opening of just them getting together and uh, yeah. and immediately we're off on a case where they have to go to Oregon because teenagers have been dying and there's been a weird mark that's yeah. found on them. Yeah. And, we get the sense that there's something up for sure, and yeah, um, we get right on right into it. So you know they don't waste too much time. And yeah, and so there, of course, it it surrounds the topic of alien abductions. Yeah, right, and the big light from above, and people, and then there's there's time missing, and some oh the missing time vegetable, stuff was great. and then they're not a vegetable, and all this like unexplainable and the the, the classic like. Um, things that you hear about in ufo stories they did a good job of really researching what i think most people would have known about ufos at the time like Mm -hmm. the radios go weird in your car uh other electrical phenomena your compass doesn't work right you know uh you're missing time um you know like maybe there's some weird wind or some weather phenomenon surrounding uh, ufo mm-hmm. uh, sightings or alien abductions and yeah. stuff like that they give it they give you everything and this was this was mind you 1993 so mm-hmm. there's no internet you know maybe a message board somewhere maybe <laughs> you know maybe very obscure but if you want this stuff when i was 10 years old and i was super into ufos and aliens mm-hmm. and all these stories i went to the library and had to get yeah. books and had to read just books and books on this stuff yeah, yeah. and yeah all this stuff that they talk about is very much cla- you know so of course they give you that classic 
alien abduction because that is kind of the crux of this show is the the aliens are kind of the main it sets the tone for everything you get all kinds of monsters throughout the course of the show um some of them are just people with psychic abilities or uh mutated yeah later on they they but they really we go into one-offs for sure but this is they're saying alien abductions alien ufos government conspiracies and cover-ups oh we get we get the this cigarette smoking man at the very all beginning. of the top players that we yeah. find out later in the series are are part of the conspiracy are right there in scully's introduction yeah. when she gets to the building her first meeting is with all of these people yeah Crazy. so that it's it, it's so thinking way ahead yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. It's like it was so great that there was obviously a plan in place here. This this wasn't just a pilot of ideas. This was like here's the story. Let's get into it. And yeah, yeah. It was great. And uh, yeah, the first uh, <laughs> the first thing they do when they go to Oregon is they exhume a body. Of yeah. course, uh, that and looks not human. Le- that yeah, it looks really messed up. Yeah, that thing was. They they think it's an, an orangutan or uh, some kind of mutation. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that was messed up. But. Uh, Mulder's just got the cool exterior the whole time. You know, Dana Scully's kind of, they kind of almost get into the autopsy stuff, which autopsies become a huge part of the show, in, in my opinion, like showing Dana Scully performing these gross autopsies. It's oh, like she always staple. does it. it. It reminds you that she's the medical person. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's the scientist in all of this. Yeah. So they, yeah, they're going through all of that. There's clearly people who don't want them to know anything. The oh, yeah. local sheriff. Oh, yeah. And everybody's For sure. trying to keep them away. So this is what I don't get in that scene where they go back to the site where this abduction supposedly happened. Yeah. So the reason they're out there is uh, there's a, a, a death reported that's maybe connected to a string of deaths from many years prior. Mm-hmm. So the FBI gets involved after, you know... Uh, they maybe I don't know the locals the locals got nowhere so they brought in the FBI but and they're so they go back to the site at like nine at night or whatever and then the uh the sheriff's office the local sheriff's office is out there and this deputy says get out of here it's private property and I've never heard of a sheriff's office telling the FBI what they can and can't do on certain properties and I and I, I was like why are they backing away from this you know but they played it smart because they could have said, no, no, we're the FBI. We're going to do what we want. They they backed away and watched him and mm. got the information they couldn't have obtained right. from watching him about what's really happening here. Yeah, they know they've got to kind of uh, play around the rules. They, yeah, they can't, they can't like just that. go barging in, but they, they're collecting evidence. They're trying to talk with people. They're trying to get their hands on clues. And what they do is stuff like... They just go to the hospital and try to talk to the comatose kid, you know? Or, yeah. You know, it's like they just, they do that stuff. But yeah, they know when the guy with the gun is saying, get off the property, we'll play, we'll play it cool. Ah, uh, you've come, got and they, they come back later. Me. Okay. They come back later. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if the, what the, what the uh, FBI is able to but, do with or without warrants. But, but all the evidence that they gathered and all the photos and everything from the autopsy of that non-human was burned in their motel room. Yep. Their, so, their motel gets torched. They're, yeah. they're clearly people out there not wanting them to, con, you know, continue this investigation, which is a huge theme again of the X Files is people telling them, yeah. "Don't do this." Really good conspiracy building, yeah, in this episode and throughout all of them, but in this episode in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And the frustration that in, in Mulder kind of shares this frustration where he's trying, he's been trying to get to this point, and he's so close, and uh, yeah, he keeps getting thwarted like this. So. It, I don't know. Yeah, it just and, and Scully kind of comes around and, and realizes, yeah, she can't explain everything. And 
I think both characters take like a good leap forward, even in this one episode, as far as where they're at and establishing how they're going to pursue oh, yeah. this. Yeah, they've, they've gone from meeting to partners. Yeah. Right there. To trusting each other. Yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of get thrown into it, right? Yeah, where they have mm-hmm. to trust each other yeah, they immediately. Have to. So, uh, I mean, so in the end, uh, and this is such a good plot, but in the end, they, they basically go to the Uber pickup zone for UFOs. <laughs> the same right. spot that it always happens. The big drop off. And they yep. see this kid who they who was a vegetable they go to see him in the hospital in in the uh the mental hospital and he's a vegetable and they're like the everyone there is like no he never moves but they see him holding up this this girl like mm-hmm. to be abducted or whatever and the light comes down and everything and like you know it's the deputy's son yes this is this kid who he he had he knew was causing so their deaths, right? Mm-hmm. They go uh, on record as deaths. He knew that his son Billy was involved in these deaths, but you know he couldn't explain it. And he sees him standing up, conscious, doing stuff, and he just freaks out about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a great end because yeah, you, it shows you just enough. Uh, yeah, they come across Billy. He's shirtless. He's holding up this girl. The bright light comes, the swirling effect that they did with the leaves, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. And apparently they really had to do that. Like, uh, mm-hmm. sounds like hell. Yeah. What Chris Carter was talking about. But, yeah, it's a great effect. And then uh, the marks are gone and everything seems to be gone. And, um, and he's healed. Billy is healed. Bill's, Billy's healed. He's talking. He's He gets hypnotized at the end. And we're watching the cigarette smoking man and all the higher uh-huh. ups watching uh-huh. Billy, you know, under hypnosis and. Um, with uh, Scully, with Scully in there, uh-huh. and uh, and Mulder in the room watching, and yeah, and Billy's describing this white light that was making him do things, and mm-hmm. uh, they put something in his brain, and uh, and they'd found an implant, yes, uh, in the deceased, yes, right, they, yeah. Dana Scully kept that implant uh-huh. in her pocket; it didn't get burned in the motel. But then she gives it over. She gives it the, over to her superiors, as, superiors. You, as you would think to I do. Know. You know, she and doesn't then, know. And then the last scene. Uh, so the and the dude's eyes were gigantic when he saw that she had it. Yeah, see that? Yeah, they both were like, "Oh!" Uh, they were just like surprised to see it, and yeah. you really couldn't tell if it was a bad surprise, like, "Uh oh, we're in trouble," or like if they know what it is or not, or like, "Oh, good, they saved that thing." We're right. so we, we're, <laughs> like, we needed that. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe. You know, and then the last scene is the smoking man putting it in some evidence thing with a bunch of other ones like it. Yes. And that's not the, it. Not the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And the the giant evidence locker room in the you know basement of the Pentagon. Yeah. That no one is ever going to get into. Right. Yeah. yeah. Kind of yeah. like that Indiana Jones you know ending where the art gets put in the giant warehouse. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. It sets up the whole show so perfectly. It's great. It's great. And now and then we flip the disc. Then and, you got yeah. and watched another episode. Then we got to flip the disc. We got up, stretched the legs. I had some yeah. peanut butter pretzels. It was great. We went outside. went outside. Lily went outside. We all went outside. Yeah, not your usual flip the disc because we're, we we don't end on any kind of in the middle of anything. The episode ends. The credits roll. Mm-hmm. The one thing missing from the pilot that we will get into in the second one is the music. The yeah. theme. The theme music. Very sparse music, and there was no no X Files theme. Charlie, how does yeah. it go? Do 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 Great stuff. That'll be on our greatest hits. Nick yeah. and Charlie hum the theme songs of various TV the and acapella movies. acapella X-Files theme, yeah, that mm-hmm. you never knew you needed mm-hmm. until now. It is a slapper. 
right there. <laughs> that theme bangs. As in slap me, I need you to make me stop. <laughs> Please, please make it stop. Uh, no, one of the greats. So, yeah, we took a break. We came back. We watched Deep Throat, which is technically the first episode of the first season. It's 0101 yes. on the back of the disc. It is the one after the pilot. Yeah. The pilot's, like, called episode 179. They're just know. like, I don't know. I don't know what Whatever. that's all about. But, yeah. Um, Deep Throat is referring to, obviously, the informant in the 70s, Deep Throat, who... Uh, Told on Nixon mm-hmm. to the uh, to the reporters at the Washington Post. Santa Rosa's own Mark Felt. Yeah, a Santa Rosa native. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool, actually. Yeah, we so. we had one of the one of the big conspiracies that actually was true mm-hmm. involved a guy that yeah then moved here and yeah. quietly lived in uh, anonymity. And, and you know, the, uh, uh, didn't Julian Assange live in uh, Sebastopol? Or oh, he has some is kind of true? connection. One of the WikiLeaks guys is is was in Sebastopol. We're just a big uh, you know a bunch of rats. Yeah. Up in Sonoma County. Yeah, right. That's where all the rats go. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, that in the Bohemian Grove. The, yeah, <laughs> the rats and the dogs. That's my, where. What's what's up here? Yeah, my dad's a limo driver. He's driven some guys to the Bohemian Grove. Uh huh. I'll tell you off mic who. <laughs> oh, Carl Rove. <laughs> <laughs> <That was good. laughs> oh, sorry. Did I forget to hit stop? That was into the mic. I said I said I was going to do it off mic. That was directly you, into the you mic. Til- you tilted your head a little bit. Uh, anyways <laughs> yeah so we get into deep throat so uh Mulder kind of gets his own deep throat character the the informant who can give him information yeah the, I call him uh the aged cherub the aged is what he looks like to yeah me. he looks like a wrinkly faced kind of a round he's like a baby face but the baby is 60 years old he and is. didn't treat his body well yeah this dude you know? is this dude is made out of wrinkles the he, entire he's head. like a bulldog it's without crazy. all the redeeming cuteness yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong there i think that 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 should be uh who's this guy oh yeah who is that guy deep throat uh well he is a character actor like they all are uh and uh i'm pulling him up i'm pulling him up right now jerry harden he's got 163 acting credits on imdb <laughs> All of them uh, range from, you know, four episodes on Dr. Quinn, three episodes on Murder, She Wrote. Uh, He's just one of those guys that was in an episode of every show, you know, Murphy Brown, Star Trek Voyager, Melrose Place. He was in Voyager? One episode. He he plays uh, Dr. Neria. Okay. In, in an episode. I will keep an eye on that. He plays a doctor. He's in the movie The Firm. I'm just in the He's 90s. in The Firm? He's Royce McKnight. Can he one, handle that's the That's a truth? great name. I think that's a different Tom Cruise, but... Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's definitely the Tom Cruise as a lawyer movie. Oh, okay, good. The good. only one. The only one. Oh, he's also in Next Generation, mm. L.A. Law. He was in an episode he's of Quantum TNG? Leap. Who is he in TNG? All right, man, hold on. Come baby. on. Samuel Clemens. Oh, and, he, that's right. And Rad Dude. When they went back into time in the Hollow Suite, or they thought they were in the Hollow Suite, but they actually weren't. They went back into time and met uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character, Dinah, who's the bartender uh. on the ship. And she actually has lived like for hundreds and hundreds of years. And she's a prominent author in the in the Mark Twain era. Holy cow. And this guy plays Mark Twain, Mark Twain. so well. Oh, cool. And he's really, really good in it. There you go, he's man. He's very memorable. This is what I'm talking about. This guy, this is a perfect, Jerry Harden. that guy, Jerry Harding. He's the perfect, that guy. He's, Way to go, Jerry. He's perfect. And like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still scrolling good through job, here. Good job, Jerry. In the 80s, he's on everything, you know, Dallas, and he's in... Uh, he was oh, in he's Dallas. A, he's was, in movies. Yeah. He's in the Golden Girls for two episodes. I mean, this oh. is just one of those Jerry, guys. Jerry, thank you for being a friend. Thank you, Jerry. Oh, he's in Big Trouble in Little China as the pinstripe lawyer. 
Oh, that sounds awesome. so. That's so Jerry. That's so Jerry. so Jerry Harding. Oh man, classic Jerry. Wow. So this man, this is a man of 186 roles. This is just yeah. I think 100, wow. 163 maybe. 163. He's in Cujo. Oh man. He's in Aftermath, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course, you of are. Of course. You know, and so yeah. I mean, I'm like still scrolling. He's in so much stuff. Jerry Harding. So and we, he's, we and he's famously deep throat. I on have the to. I have to say, we missed the turning point. But the turning point in this was obviously when the, the That's episode what, yeah, ended. Yeah, yeah. So the turning point, just for reference, just to say just we did it, is the new notes, episode. For everyone's notes. Is where the pilot ends and episode, yeah. technically episode one begins. Yes, yeah. That's the turning point. Thank Not, you. It's possibly the best turning point I've experienced so far. It's, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the most unique, yeah, because there is no... There's no cliffhanger or nothing yeah. you're interrupting. Yeah. It's one episode and then the next, which is new for us on Laser Discourse. Right. So <laughs> uh, this is before DVDs were doing this. I mean, you couldn't... You Could you buy a series uh, on VHS? Did they Did they do that yet? I have several X-Files episodes on VHS, yeah. And, but, they, and they look like this. And they were released about the same time? Yeah, and it would... But then it obviously would be two episodes per tape. There was no, you know, right, front and back right, or anything. Right. But it was still the two-episode format. Mm-hmm. So I have... About an hour and a half, yeah. Yeah, so I have, a, I have, you know, maybe a dozen different tapes yeah. with uh, two episodes on. And then, yeah, it would be like uh, like this. And then, uh, yeah. And we'll, they, they we'll would put have, the they photos would... of, and video of Charlie with the X-Files Laserdisc on our oh, social yeah. media, media. We've got, yeah. Instagram, my... Laserdisc Pod. <laughs> Twitter is uh, Laserdiscourse. We got, yeah, we got this particular Laserdisc from the clearance rack. No, Instagram is Laserdiscourse Pod. Laserdiscourse Pod, yes. So you had to get Instagram. as many letters as possible. Yes. In there. I did. I'm glad. So you know it's a pod. You know, yeah. it could be anything. It's yeah. just laser discourse. You never know. Well, this it, is a podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. In case you were unaware, <laughs> this is a podcast. We're pod, we're pod people. And what are we on Facebook? Just laser discourse. I think just laser discourse on the mm-hmm. facing mm-hmm. book and uh, and on Twitter. Don't do as much on Twitter. Yeah, that that site's kind of a hellhole. <laughs> <laughs> it's a positive show. We try to keep it positive. Yeah, you know, Twitter doesn't like positive. Instagram's cool because yeah, we can have kind of we we found a few folks out there who. We, there we is like a laser their laser community disc. We, on Yeah, Instagram. they like ours. You know, it's it's kind of a cool way to show off your collection and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, follow us. We'd love to know if you're into Laserdiscs or if you know of any Laserdisc uh, social medias we should yeah. follow. What's your favorite TV show on Laserdisc? Because I've got a few. I've, That's a great one. You're going to turn around. I'll show you. i got about a and dozen why, uh, Deep Space And why Laserdisc? Well, I mean, that was just the uh, the format. No, no, like why would if you know oh, oh, if you're oh, answering oh. the question, why is your favorite TV show specifically? Right. Is it on Laserdisc? Right. Why do you yeah. have it on Laserdisc? Mm-hmm. You weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> so in this episode two or episode one here, yes. um, they, we open with a police raid on a, a guy's house in Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. All right. And near then, a military uh, base. In a near military base, and it's like why. Is the military kidnapping its own pilot? Yes, because this guy turns out to be a, a military pilot, you know, a through test experimental pilot. aircraft, and yeah. he had a freak out. And uh, but it also shows him in the beginning, like with a bunch of uh, like maybe radiation burns and right. his skin's all peeling his, yeah, off. Yeah, uh, they He's said it was a rash. Out. Yes, right. But yeah, it looks like radiation burns. Yeah. And, oh, it's uh, radiation. And then so <laughs> Mulder is explaining this to Scully in a bar, and uh, and he says. Let's just say this case has a certain smell to it. A certain paranormal bouquet. Uh, a paranormal bouquet. Mm. 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 The writing in Chris this Carter show. Chris Carter turns a tasty phrase. It is just beautiful, man. It's fun to say. 
<laughs> and it's just the the right tone for Mulder. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's just so Mulder. Yeah, it is. It's so Mulder. Oh my god. That's so Mulder. Classic Mulder. And that's where we meet Deep Throat in the bathroom. He corners Mulder in the pub bathroom or bar or whatever and uh gives him the gives him the don't pursue this case. Another guy who says don't pursue the case. He gives him a gag order. It's not gonna end well. Someone try yeah, someone like tries the bathroom handle, it's like, Oh, sorry, fellas, guys. Are there yeah. two, are there more than one people? Okay. <laughs> guys? Guys? Girls? Guys? Ladies. Uh fellas. And uh yeah. Thems. Deep Throat's very mysterious, but he uh, he's pretty clear about don't follow the case. And Mulder's, right. Mulder's just straight up is like, you know I can't do that. I'm going to pursue this case. Exactly. I'm, I'm Fox Mulder. Do, yeah. do you know who I am? Right. Spooky Fox Mulder? Spooky, spooky Mulder? <laughs> uh, this is my kind of case. I'm yeah. going for it. I am the X-Files. Thank you. Yeah. Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> Check, please. In the restroom. Will you let me out of Check, the bathroom please. now? Yeah. <laughs> Can I leave now? <laughs> yeah, Mulder does not tell Scully about the deep throat encounter in the bathroom. And then, he just um, yeah. goes about his day. It's <laughs> <laughs> Tries to pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> then they fly to Idaho. I'll keep going while Nick recovers to investigate. And the wife of the missing pilot... He's been missing for about four months now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we, so they want to find out... They think it's a UFO, right? Well, Basically. specifically... Mulder thinks it's UFO technology from Roswell was shipped to this base and the government has been building spacecraft with that technology. But where do they go to find that out? The Flying Saucer Diner. Yeah. Oh, great location. Fantastic. Good stuff. Yeah, they they go to the Flying Saucer where uh, the lady behind the diner counter sells him a photo she took of a UFO, Uh which apparently looks exactly like the photo of of the Roswell, which Mm -hmm. I didn't realize they had taken a photo of the ship Mm -hmm. in the air at Roswell, but we'll let that go. You never know. This was pre-internet, so it was in a book. So they say that this Air uh, Air Force base in Idaho is one of the six places where equipment from Roswell was shipped. Right. And so they And she draws them a map to get to the base because it's not on any official maps that Scully's ever seen. No, Scully's like outside the diner like, it's not on my map. (laughs) Why why, why would they do that? Scully got like 900% more sassy when you did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she was pretty sassy in that diner. But that she, was she caught she got, that was Charlie sass. That no, wasn't Scully sass. No, no. Mulder buys that photo and Scully leans over and is like sucker. <laughs> oh well, she was pretty sassy. She but was you gave sassy. you you gave all her right, the high right. voice sass, which is a little she over was, the top. She was pretty surprised not to find the air she force was base surprised. on the map. She was genuinely. She surprised. was a little upset that I think she was upset that she thought he was the sucker, but really maybe she's the sucker. Uh oh. Ooh, Turning the ooh. tables. The tables have turned. So they go, right? They go to this spot, and they find these two kids, these teenagers. Yep. Uh, they go at night. They see the UFOs. They're seeing lights in the sky, and, right. and uh, something like a sonic like boom half an hour. flies by and shatters the back glass of the car. Yeah. And, and, and then they, up. So they see the kids coming out, and there's yep. a helicopter with a spotlight chasing them all. They go. They find the kids. They realize the helicopter's still there. They help hide the kids. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and one of the kids is Seth Green. Ah, uh, yes, a young, grunged-out, long-haired, stoned, <laughs> out of his gourd acting Seth. That Green. was extreme. <laughs> it was heavy. I think he says, "Yeah, he says really every heavy. every like stoner, yeah, <laughs> thing a, he could such say." Such a stoner stereotype. I love it. So they grab the kids, they interview them because they want to see why they were in the base, what yeah. they saw, and Seth Green talks about them. Yeah, 
just hanging out and watching the light show and mm-hmm. he and he compares a flying saucer to the burger in his hand at the diner where they're <laughs> Which at is conveniently shaped just like a flying saucer it's like the, it's like it comes in and you're like whoa and they're like what and then it flies off like you're like whoa whoa yeah it's a great scene actually he's actually changed. great in that little bit where he's talking it's very funny and you see Mulder kind of go through these phases of hating him and then liking him again like right. through the conversation mm-hmm. where Mulder's like god this fucking guy and then he's like alright that was pretty that was pretty this, good the oh, burger was whoa. pretty good but the I get UFO it. stuff I get this it. dude's alright I like it yeah <laughs> oh his story checks out then I think is that it's got the shape right yeah so they so they think obviously there's something going on and uh, but is that where the uh, the pilot gets returned yeah at this point so right. the missing pilot is returned to his home uh-huh. but his wife is like it's not him right she's frantic mm-hmm. she's in a state yeah she's having a tough day so what happened it turns out is that parts of his memory were erased. Yes. Not we, really upsets Herman if you can't hear. Yeah. We're, uh-oh. The doggies have come alive. It's okay, buddy boy. Just deal with it, you guys. All right. Yeah, all right. He's, a, he's an adorable pug. I'll put up a picture puggy. so you get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's defending the So room. he comes, but he, he has part of his memory erased, Charlie. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know things he should know about being a pilot and uh, about flying aircraft. So clearly something's up. They go back to the... They go, let's see, what do they do? They go back to the base and then are basically told, oh, yeah, they, the guys stop them on the road. The, oh, the men in black. Yeah. That's right. Okay, that's what, yeah. They're, so, so they're this, driving down yeah. this road and these two cars basically force them off the road. Yeah. And then like nine dudes come out of these cars. It, they are the men in black. The shades, oh, the black time. suits, the white shirts with the black ties. They're either a really pissed off catering team or <laughs> men in black. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, they rough them up. They mm-hmm. punch. They punch Mulder in the mm-hmm. gut. They take the weapons. They, they take out take, the film of the camera. They, they jump everything. out their files on the road and get just, it all dirty. Oh, so, so rude. It was very. Yeah. I mean, same team. These guys were real. You're jerks. all the same government guys. Come on, same team. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're on the same no, team. No, it did not, which is suspicious because yeah. they're supposed to be on the same team. Mm, mm. Maybe. Mm. Anyways. Conspiracy. But I thought, yeah, this one, this one, like in the in the pilot episode, you've got kind of the local sheriffs being like, don't get involved. When right. You, when you've got like spooks, like CIA guys mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. around with the glasses and everything. The men in black. I mean, they they're like, you are going to leave town. Right. Or you're going to face some. He says this, this great turn a phrase that I'll never get, but it's like extreme indiscretion That's or something it. like that, It right? was extreme indiscretion. Oh, man. So good. I don't know what that means, but it sounds really threatening. And so this was like, <laughs> I just want to point out, this was like, what, two or three years before the movie Men in Black came out? When was that? 96, I want to say? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that this preceded that. Yeah. Right? And I think X-Files being so popular maybe set the stage for the Men in Black and then, you know... Men in Black 2, Men in oh, Black absolutely. 3. absolutely. Inde- there's an ad for Independence Day at the end of this Laserdisc. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think X-Files really... Aliens were always a thing. They you know they, they make a Spielberg reference in the X-Files. Right. Because you know, in the yeah. 70s, he had done Close Encounters and then E.T. Yeah. But yeah, they had kind of fallen off uh, in the late 80s and 90s as far as like people enjoying movies about aliens and stuff. So right. I think this X-Files really brings it back. And uh, yeah, and then you get stuff like yeah, Independence Day becomes huge. Yeah, 
Um, another show that follows X Files called Millennium, which is all like occult stuff. And totally flopped though. Then uh, uh, it was around for a while, but it was it, a, it was a it much had different a couple tone. of years. But I think it generally it didn't do as well. Not as, as not as good. No, it wasn't. As it good. took too long to develop the action. I think, you think it was so. Too boring. And sp- I remember I wanted to like it so much. Yeah, yeah. And that what's the, the actor's name? Lance Henriksen. Yeah, we just He's did a, that guy. Yeah. On yeah. Him. yeah, 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 yeah. He was fantastic in that. Yeah. Oh man, the dogs! All right, we're back. We got the dogs in house. Great. <sighs> the X Files. <laughs> I love this show, man. I, I'm so I was so happy watching this. Uh, so we get kind of a dangerous point where they, uh, yeah, they've been threatened with indiscretion. The, yeah, the Men in Black come by in the era of the Crown Victoria, where everybody yes. drives a Crown Victoria. Yes, and uh, they're told to leave. Mulder plays like he's gonna leave, and then takes the car and drives off. Right. He's out of here. He's going back to the base. He gets caught, of course. He does get caught. He doesn't make it. We uh, didn't see that coming. That was kind of but a, he that sees, was a funny moment. He sees the, the UFO. Yeah. It, he, it's right above him on the tarmac, you yep, know, and yep. he looks up and he sees it and it stops and it beams the light. Yep. And then it flies away. And then they come, uh, you know, uh, sirens blazing. The military out, people come out and, gra- onto the, and grab yeah, him. And grab him. Yeah. And then they take him uh, on a stretcher, sedate him, get him to some hangar. Where he kind of wakes up, kind of doesn't, and then uh, you know I, they there's doctors putting eye drops mm-hmm. in him and stuff. Yeah, stuff's going. On. I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't remember that at all about Mulder getting like exper- well, not experiments at but all, but his but, memory erased. Yeah, he yeah. definitely gets because uh, he can't remember. He says he later, gets wiped. Yeah, he says I can't remember. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, so that was Scully saves intense. him though. She she kidnaps yeah. the guy Scully is pretending so to be a journalist. Badass she in is. this episode. Because it's she's so not cool. trying to be badass. This is just who she is. Yeah. This is like, oh, if you fuck with me, this is what happens. Yeah. She's at the motel. She's trying to call out the guy who has been pretending to be a journalist is revealed to be Air Force security. Of course. She well, has, she knew. She doesn't she doesn't have her gun on her, so she has to die. she dives into his car, locks it. Grabs the gun out of the compart- uh, glove compartment yeah. and basically holds him up yeah. and makes him call Kidnaps it in. Kidnaps him, makes him drive her to the uh, the facility. Yeah, call holds it the gun on him the whole time uh-huh. from the back seat. Yeah, yeah, and basically does a switch out. For That's Mulder. how Mulder gets yeah. uh, you know released. She is that she takes the car, drives him back. Yeah, she is sick, and I mean Badass. she's holding that gun like I mean they she is, obviously she did their work. It. She yeah. knows. Yeah, she was. She's not an FBI around. agent. Yeah. yeah, it was so cool. I was like, yes, because Scully is such a badass in this show, many times over. But some of that, some of that badassness is kind of um, maybe overshadowed by the stuff of her being a victim of, as far as you know, getting up. She gets abducted later in the series mm-hmm. and tested on and and gets cancer or something later in the series. So she always right. kind of has this victim thing where she's getting. Uh, all the stuff against her, but she's such a fighter and she's so no nonsense when she has to be just a great, really, great moment for her yeah. to just like be in charge. And this is the first air, like Mulder. the first episode. So, yeah. you know, yeah. well, well done. Yeah. Really great. Like pivot, put them, tell me who this person is right away. Yeah. And they did that. And what they're capable of. And I love that. You know, cause the, you yeah. find out that Mulder is capable of basically going rogue and sneaking into an Air Force base in the middle of the night. And on, yeah, on to, a hunch. To get, right. what, to get what he is looking yeah. for. He's not going to let anything stop him. She's not going to let anything stop her from, you know, keeping him safe and, and making sure that they get their, you know, they get the job done. Right. Because in the end, her report says, we know nothing more than what we did when we came here about yep. this guy's disappearance. Yep. That's it. That's all they can say. That's all they say. But uh, on to the next one, you know. Yeah. 
onto the next X file. But right before it ends, uh, you know, uh, Deep Throat comes and basically mm-hmm. confirms the existence of extraterrestrials to Mulder. He said, how, you know, how long have they been here? And he said, oh, they've been here a long time. Yeah. Mulder says something like, they've, they're here now, aren't they? Yeah. And, oh, they've been here a long time. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. First piece of the puzzle. Episode one. Yeah. Oh, hey, guys, this thing that you're trying to prove is real. It's real. And I'm going to walk away now. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's what you want you, because you tone do, setter. Right you there. as an audience do want some certainty that, that yeah, we are talking about aliens here. Like, yeah, it, there's not going to be, a you know, the, the wool over your eyes uh-huh. kind of a thing. No, this I, is real. You don't have to worry. Yeah. They, these agents, the main characters, they're right. Yeah. They're not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They're not unfounded. So, man. Great first two episodes Great for the X Files. And uh, yeah, I if you can watch this on Laserdisc, I prefer it rather than streaming. Totally, uh, uh, like a hundred percent prefer to watch shows like this on Laserdisc because I can watch as many as I want, but I get a built-in break. Yeah, it's just a natural closing point. All the little extra things are wonderful, and you won't find them streaming. You might find them on VHS or maybe DVD, but in a menu. This just plays. So while you're getting yeah. up and getting your peanut butter pretzels or <laughs> letting the dogs outside, you hear, oh, Chris Carter's telling me something about this. Uh-oh. I don't have to pay attention, but I can come back if I want to. Yeah, absolutely. You know? and, and it looked good. Uh, the X-Files is a very dark show visually. Yeah. It looked good on Laserdisc. It sounded cool. The sound was great. They looked so good. They looked fantastic. I mean, Scully's hair changes from the first pilot to the first right, episode yeah. already. Uh-huh. You know, like her hair changes basically it's every better. episode. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they just, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to have to stream more because this is the only, these are the only two episodes I do have on Laserdisc of the X-Files. You, so you we're going to have to go hunt. find some more. You got to hunt. Yeah. We you gotta know, go. I told you the secret location for more. Yeah. You know where they There's are. There's some box sets out there you in, the, in the Bay Area and we're going to find Shh. them. The truth is out there. No. The Laserdiscs are out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I don't think we're any closer to the Laserdiscs than when we started, Charlie. Well, this episode's case is closed. <laughs> case closed. Case closed. All right. So I'm going to leave with the my favorite quote. Of course, here it is again. Here it is again. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Laser Discourse. When convention and science offer us no answers, might we not finally turn to the fantastic as a possibility? Thank you.